You know, if I could just get past this first lift, the rest would be a breeze. I know it. I'm telling you, Charles. Charles? Charles. Hold on, wait a minute, wait one second. I think I'm onto something here. This is pure snow. It's everywhere. Have you any idea what the street value of this mountain is? Charles. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold it. Ah! Oh! Oh! Outrageous! I think I froze the left half of my brain! Look! I can't move my right arm! Will you get serious? Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 95. With me today is Jesslyn. Hello. We have a lot to talk about on this Halloween Christmas day, or as I call it, Halloween anyway, just spooky Christmas. Yeah, it is spooky Christmas. (laughs) There's snow on the ground, like inches of it. Yeah, it sucks. Not like I was going out tonight anyway. Right, we're lame. Yeah. Well, and, and now I think, well, definitely this year... I usually am implementing my movie that I'm going to watch every Halloween, Mm -hmm. which is Dawn of the Dead. It's one of my favorite horror movies and movies in general of Mm -hmm. all time. So, yeah, I'm going to watch that tonight. But next year, Halloween falls on a Saturday. Ah. So So are we going to party? Yes, we are going to party that time. We're going to, yeah, we're going to destroy the place. I haven't dressed up in two years now. Wow, two years? Yeah. Oof. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Spooky Christmas. <laughs> Actually, you know, I picked that up um, probably about a month ago. I was walking to work, and there's this one store that had Halloween things in the window and, and little knickknacks. It's like one of those like uh, um, Hallmark stores, but on the edge, kind of, you know? They have funny things on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um you know, just stupid things, and they had Halloween decorations in there, and there's this mother with, like, her three-year-old child walking by, and I just hear the mother going, yeah, Spooky spooky Christmas is going to be right around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) So that's probably what their kid called it, Spooky Christmas. (laughs) Well, anyway, we watched a buttload of horror movies yet again this month, or this podcast, this episode, like the previous one, we watched a bunch of movies also. Yeah. But with this one, we started off with the 50 best horror movies you've never seen. Yeah. It's it's like a compilation of horror movies that they get a bunch of different talking heads for. It reminds me of like the VH1. Yes. You know, uh, yeah, they get some douchebags to go on there. Yeah, like one of those kind of mm-hmm. things. It's not as good as the 100 scariest movie moments from no. AMC. And that one, and that's funny because we watched part of that after we watched this one, and you were like, "Wow, yeah, finally we get some real directors in here <laughs> who are being interviewed." <laughs> right. 
That one that, is a lot better. I'm such a jerk. I can't believe I said that, and you outed me for saying that. <laughs> yep, yeah, well, it's kind of true. Like what? No directors that we recognize did 50 best horror movies you've never seen. Yeah. Right. Not, there were no real big names to it. Yeah. So when we watched it this time, though, we checkmarked all the movies that we'd seen, and, and just, you know we had a competition between each other. We did. I finished with 31 of the 50 horror movies you've never seen before. And you had, what, 31? 32. 32. 32 to 31. So you won. I win. You, yeah. Good. I don't know what you win, but... Seen yeah. a lot of low-budget horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, before, or actually right after we watched this and you'd won, I said, okay, and then you have to open up the podcast, this episode 95 here, because one, you won this, and two... Uh, you. This is also the movie of the week. Your week, yeah. but you backed you backed out at like the last second, literally, the and I just hour, yeah. yeah. I don't want to. That's not a. That's not a reward. That's like a punishment. I don't. This is your podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess you still owe me something. <laughs> a handshake. And that was respect. My, the, the res- yeah. Well, you had that already. Just well, more, I guess. <laughs> But I uh, check out this fifty. It's on Tubi. It's on Tubi, but it's also on Amazon Prime. Isn't it on Amazon Prime? It is. Oh, I wow. just checked today. Yeah. And YouTube. It's also on YouTube. Yeah. But check it out. Um, I like try and find the hundred uh, scariest movie moments and its sequel, the other thirty scary movie moment moments. Those are on YouTube. At least some of them are. Yeah. Not all of them, probably for copyright reasons. But they're fun to check out, just to see like some of the movies you have seen, and maybe you might want to watch them again, or there are other movies that you haven't seen, and that you should probably check out. And there's quite a few on that one. We should probably watch that again and go through all 100 movies and, and check mark all the ones we have seen off there and see who wins round two of this. Yes. Well, I'll have I to find that. I think that would the... be a close one, too, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I also marked down the ones that I haven't seen and that neither one of us have seen mm-hmm. for 50 best horror movies you've never seen. We need to watch those. Right. Hopefully there's no commentary or talking heads of these goons. And they have this one guy in there from <laughs> Fangoria Magazine. You didn't like him like the first time we, we watched or the second time you no, even watched this. No, but I feel like a dick now. Because he's kind of an oafish, ogreish kind of dude. <laughs> and he's... He's just very enthusiastic about these movies, which yeah. is cool. And people are enthusiastic about a bunch of different things. The people cry during the Star Wars previews and the trailers, so I, I get yeah. it. I get it. I understand. I still, I still get hair standing up everywhere on my body during Aliens. So right. Mm-hmm. That's fun. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. Amazon Prime, Tubi, YouTube. It's everywhere. I guess I thought that Eli Roth was in this one, but I'm wrong. No. He's in the 100. Right, and the, the funny thing is, is right after you said, well, they have real directors in this one, because they have like Wes Craven and yes. Guillermo del Toro, Eli Roth pops up on <laughs> the screen. Eli Roth shows up. <laughs> he's a real di- I accept that he's a real director. <laughs> but you just hate it even more when you agree with him. I just, yeah, I think he's kind of a tool. Oh, yeah, he is. More than kind of. Um, but not a stupid one. No. Because we no, do agree sometimes. Shit. Yeah. Just sort of an arrogant one. <laughs> now, unfortunately, you missed the Joe Bob's Halloween Hootenanny. I did. Because you were out of town at that time. Mm-hmm. But I watched the first two movies. 
the first one was the original Halloween, and the following, which I was hoping would be Halloween 3, was not. It was Halloween 4, which I have not seen in a very long time, probably since I was like 9 or 10 years old, and I wasn't a big fan of the movie back then. Uh, I like it a little bit more this time around, Mm -hmm. but it's still a piece of trash. Um, and you, as a rule, Halloween that series is not not my cup of tea. Yeah, not not at all. But there are some of the movies I do like. I think there's what ten or eleven movies out, and I like three of them. Mm-hmm. And when I watched Halloween the five, sorry, the one we're going to talk about next, mm-hmm. um, he apparently got a lot of feedback about the fact that he wasn't doing Halloween three. Right. He said they tried to get it and they couldn't. Right. Yeah. yeah so he tried. Leave Joe Bob alone. <laughs> He's doing his best. But then, yeah, Halloween 5 was the last film, and I actually waited. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched the first two movies, and I thought I'd wait for you. But the last one, and yeah, this movie's fucking horrible. It's unwatchable. Yeah, it's... Maybe, it, except it, we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's watchable when Joe Bob shows up. Yes. Intermittently. <laughs> and to pretty much slam the movie also, and yeah. how horrible it was, and... Give us a little insights into how it was made and how the director was chosen and all that. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, check out the whole Hoot Nanny. I know a lot of people out there love Halloween, so this is perfect for you. You're going to love it. Me, I, I liked it because Joe Bob didn't talk shit about in the movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is another good reason to, to get Shudder. It's an awesome service. And I just found out, too, that Creepshow got a second season. Hopefully they get a bigger Yay. budget. Oh, are we behind? We yeah, I think we're behind one episode, and they released one today also. Okay. So we're behind two episodes now. Right. we got to catch up on those. Those are okay. They're a little, I mean, they're a little cheap, man. Hopefully, like I said, bigger budget, more episodes. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Next movie is one you've never seen before, which I've seen a bunch of times, and I was cracking up throughout the whole thing, yeah. I, and I didn't tell you why, because I kind of wanted to wait till the podcast to tell you why I was cracking okay. up. So, if you haven't ever seen Body Bags, it is a uh, anthology movie with John Carpenter as your Crypt Keeper host. He's like in a morgue with bodies and everything. A little bit of makeup on, but yeah, he, he pretty, yeah, not that much makeup. <laughs> Surely they didn't do anything with his hair. <laughs> and they go through three little vignettes. One, the first one is, oh shit, which one was the first one? I, I, oh, the it's, that's the gas station. The one. gas station, yeah. Which every every director and every actor from horror comes out in that one. It's it's like a a, a rolodex of horror Hollywood <laughs> in that first episode because like Wes Craven pops up. He plays like a creepy drunk guy. Yep. Uh, Sam, Sam Raimi. Raimi's in it. Uh, all sorts of people are in this. First one I like. Um, the second one, though, is the one I was cracking up at because it's Stacy Keach, and he really wants hair. He like he's <laughs> he he's obsessed with having hair because he's balding. Yeah. So uh, he's he's really turning like his girlfriend off, and he's just being a lump and. He tries all these different ingredients, styles, and like he slicks his hair back. <laughs> like he paints his head for the most part. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I didn't say ugh because I don't like Stacy Keach. I love Stacy Keach. I don't like seeing him be insecure. <laughs> so much against type. I don't like it. <laughs> no, oh, well, let's just pop in American History X after this and then. Well, uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I was laughing at that one because my the men in my family are plagued by baldness. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 We are. Um, Not your dad. No. No. <laughs> Luckily, the my mother's side really crushed us on that yeah. one. We're all bald. But I remember watching this movie with my dad when I was like 12, 11, 12 years old. Maybe even a little older. And around that time, my brother is like 11 years older than I am. And that's when the balding starts. In nice, nice mid-20s, early 20s, that's when your hair starts to go away. Me was early 20s. So we're watching this movie and my dad just is like, <laughs> it says that this character is my brother because he was losing hair at that time. And it's just funny to see this guy go through all these different remedies because he wants hair really badly. Not like my brother ever wanted hair that badly, you know? It, w- it would have been nice. accept it yeah, graciously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've kind of all accepted it, you know, we'll make fun of each other. Unless we fuck with each other, then we kind of, you know, go off the rails a little bit and, right. and go a little hard on each other, but <laughs> it was just, it's just a funny reminder, of, of uh, a nostalgia reminder of watching this movie and the different, um, uh, different things that happen when you watch it during that time, uh, in early 90s for me when I saw this movie. Uh, I remember, I think I, I re-rented this one because I don't believe it was released in theaters. I'm not 100% sure. We might have caught it on Showtime. Okay, because I've never even heard of it. And I feel like if they released it in theaters, I would have known about it at mm, least. Right. But this movie, yeah, it came out in 93. So yeah, I must have been about 13, 14, 15 when I saw it. And yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, it, there's I like anthology horror movies. Uh, the third one is... Fuck, what's the third one? The third uh, one is the eye. Oh, the, yeah. see, I like that one the least with Mark Hamill. Uh, he gets an eye transplant. Because um, he plays baseball. He was in a car accident, and he got his eye knocked out. So he wanted another eye, and they said, one of the doctors was like, hey, we can get you a new eye. But the new eye is from a serial killer, and it gives him serial killer tendencies. Which that unfolds. So he doesn't yeah, throughout. say that up front. Right. It's, you, you don't know that until halfway through the, the segment where Mark Hamill's going nuts. Yeah. And acting like a serial killer, and his eye's all bloody and gnarly. And there's this part where he wants to have sex with his wife, and she's too weirded out by his eyes are different colors. One's brown and one's blue. I'm like, I don't know, ladies. Is that a thing? I feel like... Would you, well, first of all, like, do you, like, stare at each other? <laughs> like, I mean, I, like, do you focus on each other's eyes when this how happens? Much eye contact is there. I know, jeez. I'm not saying there's none. Well, yeah, yeah there's a, a glance or two, but other than that, you know, you're kind of staring deeply in each other's eyes. It, maybe if you're, like, a new couple or something, but yeah. you guys obviously have been together for a while and right. are expecting a baby. You've had sex before, you know, because <laughs> she's like, oh, I've got a present for you when he gets home from the hospital and it's a crib. Yeah. And, like, she makes him build the crib. Put it together. <laughs> put it together. And then, like, he does put it together, but he doesn't, like, finish it, but he's all proud that he put it together. He's yeah. like, hey, see what I did today? He put up the two ends. Yeah, he screwed in some wood. That's about, he didn't even put the mattress in or anything. Like, we have a lot of nitpicking, too. Yeah, about movie. that. But that, that, this segment, mostly. The other yeah. ones I'm, I like. This one, not so much. And it's not Mark Hamill's fault, I don't think. No, no, no. But he's not a big fan of that that episode, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, any last words on body? What did you feel about body bags? I liked it. I love an anthology series, and when you got like John Carpenter, Toby Hooper, 
with a cameo by Sam Raimi and Wes Craven. What's not fun yeah. about that? And Toby Hooper's in it too. You had Roger Corman yeah. popped up in it. David Naughton, who David I don't Naughton. think I've ever seen in anything except for American Werewolf in London. So I'm stoked <laughs> to see him in something else. So yeah, it's cool to see these guys come out and have a good time yeah. and just help their, their director friends out. Um, Agreed, I liked it. I think that's about does it for all the crap we've seen lately. Yeah, I, think I mean, I saw when I hung out with my girlfriends all weekend and we watched like Scream 1 and 2 and Get Out and stuff we've already talked about. Right, yeah, but so... I have been watching a lot of horror movies, yeah. Mm. Cool. So, <laughs> we were just we a part in it. Gracefully you? end this. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2004 horror comedy Club Dread. This was your pick, of course, because this is your episode. It is. That you didn't want to open, but still, I'm fine with that. Sorry. Yeah, you seem totally <laughs> fine with it. <laughs> so this is available on Stars. Um, I actually, I watched it with you, but before that, I watched it with my girlfriends, one of whom had never seen it before, and the other, we saw it together for the first time, and then multiple times together after that. So we don't see each other very often, and it was Halloween, so that was one of the first things that she threw on. Um... And it, I think it's, she also requested that this be in our podcast. And so mm. I was like, yeah, I'll make it one of my episodes. This one right. is funny. Well, that works out perfectly yeah. then. Uh, I first saw this movie back right when it came out. I don't want to say opening weekend. I want to say the week after during the week. And right around this time is when I moved to Las Vegas from Chicago for a few years. Mm-hmm. This was right in, uh, this came out in February, and I moved out to Las Vegas the day after the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think I knew that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and my, I didn't have any money or anything, and I was there for a few weeks, and my sister was like, hey, you want to go see a movie? Uh, how about Club Dread? And I was like, oh, yeah, perfect. This is from the guys who did Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. I thought I liked Super Troopers a lot. So I was like, all right, let's go see this. And we went and saw it. And at that time, I was kind of disappointed by that movie. Yeah, I feel like I made, like, forced it to grow on you or forced you to, yes, like it a little more. You were laughing a lot last night. Yes, because this is probably maybe the fourth or fifth time I've seen this movie now Mm -hmm. because you love this movie and I've seen it. And I got to pick up on a lot of more jokes this time around. But I did get a lot of a lot more jokes than I think other people would have when I first saw this movie because uh, a little bit of backstory. Um, my dad is a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. Yes. <laughs> so if you go into this movie knowing Jimmy Buffett, you're gonna find this movie hilarious. Yeah. Which actually I read up on too is that the the directors of this movie screened this for Jimmy Buffett and he loved it. Oh. 
good. <laughs> and asked if he can perform some of the songs in this movie on his tour. Which is So does he? I don't know. I would love to see footage of him performing some of the songs from this movie, which we will get to in a moment. Yeah, because there well that we should clarify that there's a character played by Bill Paxton who is his name's Coconut Pete. Right. It's basically Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. Right. But Jimmy Buffett is sort of a sore spot for him. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, so the synopsis of this movie is uh, when a serial killer interrupts the fun at a swanky Coconut Pete's Coconut Beach Resort, a hedonistic island, paradise for swingers, it's up to the club staff to stop the violence, or at least hide it. <laughs> so yeah, this is a horror comedy done by the Broken Lizard Troop, who did mm-hmm. Super Troopers, Super Troopers 2... Beer fest. Uh, Slammin' Salmon. Yes. All sorts of stuff. A uh, bunch of comedy movies. Puddle Cruiser. They That was like their, um, I'm going to say late 90s movie. 1996. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know that one. I'm yeah, I haven't seen that, that one either. Yeah. It's pretty low budget and they premiered it at Sundance, I want to say. Okay. And it was bought and such and such and they got a bunch of other deals and whatever. So yeah, the, um, the Broken Lizard crew, uh, Wrote this movie along with the uh, Jay Chandra Sekar, which I, I'm pretty sure he did most of the directing in right. this movie. He actually does a lot of uh, TV. Tons of TV, yeah. Right, your favorite show, The Goldbergs. I know he does. Uh, yeah. Uh, meh, meh. A few, maybe more than a few Arrested Development yep. episodes. He, yeah. I, actually, some of his from Arrested Development are the funniest. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of the way he directs them and the way he directs some of the characters in that, right. in that film. I know, I'm show. Sure, I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, this is a, a parody of Jimmy Buffett, his island resort. A bunch of young people go there to get drunk and fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's, and then there's a serial killer that goes around killing all the staff members, and the serial killer leaves around, around different lyrics of the Coconut Pete songs. Right. In which ways the staff has been killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also releases a few songs throughout uh, the movie, which one is uh, a Pina Colada Berg? <laughs> yes. Which is Margaritaville, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I actually listened to the, all the songs today at work. Did you? Yeah, I did. What's the Ponytails Cocktails? I don't think they had. Oh, shit. I forgot the name of that one, but. Things <laughs> that will always rock. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your ponytail in my cocktail or something. Yeah. <laughs> or some shit, yeah. <laughs> or else you'll just have pony cock. <laughs> Don't ever lose those tails. There's a bunch of octopus ones, and he's like, I don't remember yeah. making the album. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the lyrics that the killer is leaving around is from an album that Coconut Pete has no memory of. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not remember the lyrics to your own song? And we said earlier that Bill Paxton is Coconut Pete. Long live Bill Paxton, of course. Yeah. Does a great job in this movie. He's pretty funny in it. Uh, he's a scumbag, but it's still really funny. But still charming, strangely. Right, yeah. Yeah. Jordan Ladd is in this movie, which the last time we saw that was in Satanic Panic, and I did not recognize her at all. She had, like, one line, maybe. I actually don't think she had any lines. She might not have. I wasn't sure that was her <clears throat> right. until I looked it up. I haven't seen her for a while, so yeah, I did not... I, I didn't notice her at all. Jordan Ladd is from Cabin Fever. That's probably what most people know her from. Death Proof. This movie called Grace, which is a wildly underrated horror movie about 
a dead baby kind of <laughs> sort of comes back to his undead, undead baby, let's say. And then I feel like she just fell off the face of the earth and she didn't become as famous as I feel like she should. She should right. be a legit scream queen that everyone knows, but she's not. And it's a shame. And I got a good story for you about Jordan Ladd, too, and okay. it involves Eli Roth. Because, okay. you know, she was in Cabin Fever. Right. And then she did um, Club Dread. Mm-hmm. Now, in Cabin Fever, they asked if she would do a topless scene in the movie. And then she was like, no, she kind of refused to do it. And they were all right. They were mad or anything. Right. But later on, when she did Club Dread, she did a topless scene. So she Eli does. Roth got all pissed off about that. I remember hearing that, I want to say, in one of his commentaries. Oh, when <laughs> She can do whatever she wants with her body. <laughs> So yeah, I, I thought you, scene, I thought you liked that. Thank you, I did, because this topless scene is funny, and I bet the topless scene in Cabin Fever wasn't. It was probably horrific. Yeah, yeah. but mm. it was gross. Hmm. She didn't do it. Mutilated breasts? Do they yeah. count? <laughs> okay, uh, another another actor in here, Brittany Daniel, mm-hmm. who I have seen sporadically through movies. You totally know her. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, she is fit. Oh like, my god. Holy shit. Especially for this movie, she could kick your ass. Wow. Yeah. Man, there is not an inch of fat on her. And like, she's, yeah. Whew. She's an aerobics instructor in this, so she needs to be that physical. Yes. Fit, I think. But yeah, she <laughs> could kick your ass. You better be faster than Brittany yes. Daniel, because you're not stronger. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you won an Academy Award, didn't he? For writing something. Right. Now I forget what it was. The Descendants, wasn't it? Was it The Descendants? Or something, yeah. It was the same one that Jim Rash won for, wasn't it? Or was something different? Did they co-write it? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember what they did. But yeah, he won an Oscar. He plays... He's one He's He has a really funny, small role along with his his buddy in the movie, um, Michael Weaver. And they're two staples also in the Broken Lizard group. They're usually like... uh, I believe uh, one of them... They play uh, cops... In Super Troopers, not Highway Patrol, but local police. Um, at least um, Michael Weaver does. Yeah, I think they're both in it. I think they're both in Beer Fest. You, I know, you know, yeah, they're, 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 they're the German guys. Yeah, <laughs> they are. It's funny. I know Nat Faxon's dad. So yeah. I met him through work, actually. So, <laughs> so that, that's funny. there we go. There's your little connection. <laughs> We're practically <there>. friends. <laughs> and MC Ganey, who's done. So many movies. He's been a heavy, yeah. Uh, usually a bad guy, usually a monster of some sort. Is in this movie also. He plays an FBI agent. He's from Lost. He's one of the creepy others from Lost. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's our, our pretty much our whole staff, along with the Broken Lizard crew, which take up the main roles of the movie. Mm-hmm. Most of them are staff at this resort. So, at first when I, I first saw this film. I was kind of confused a little bit because I was expecting Super Troopers and what I got was a horror movie with quite a few comedy elements mixed in with it. I wouldn't. Okay. S- I would say it's more of a horror comedy than a comedy horror. I think so too because it's got some decent gore. And it does. Yes, yeah. it does. But that's. I guess that wasn't exactly what I was looking for when I first saw the movie. Okay. So I was a little let down by that. But through time... I accepted that, you know, this isn't going to be a -a laugh-a-minute movie, although it is very funny and there's a lot of laughs in it. It's just not a comedy movie, per se. It's, I have to say, it's more more horror. 
I agree. A funny horror movie. A funny horror movie, yeah. yes. And it, I was thrown off by that because here's these funny people known for making funny movies, and now they're pretty much making a horror movie. Going back to today now, where I'm seeing horror uh, comedians doing horror movies now, yeah. it doesn't bother me. I guess it doesn't didn't really bother me the first time, but it's it's nothing new now. Because we have Jordan Peele, we have uh, Danny McBride, who are doing yeah. horror movies now. Funny mm-hmm. guys. So, intelligent men. And that's, I think that's what we need also, is some intelligent people to do these movies okay. and to write them. And I think Broken Lizard, I think this is an intelligent film. There's yes. I've been able to watch it multiple times, because there are things that I didn't catch, like a line delivery that I didn't like get the first time, yes. or yes, and clever dialogue, yeah. Yeah, still now, and growing up with my dad, who played fucking Jimmy Buffett all the time <laughs> in the car, I knew like most of the fucking Jimmy Buffett jokes that were going yeah. around in here, so there it was... plenty. So yeah, it took it took time to grow on me here, and now I, I yeah I was cracking up last night because yeah. laughed more than I did. Yeah, I know. I was like, geez. <laughs> but this is a pretty close to 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 a perfect horror movie to me almost, because you have all of these elements in here. You have uh, you have heroes, you have assholes, you have gory deaths, you have breasts in here, you have gratuitous nudity even yeah. to a point. So uh, it took me a while, but now I, I'm I'm more on the side of giving this movie a B. Okay. Before it was a little lower than that. It wasn't ever a bad movie. I just twenty two year old me just twenty three year old me just didn't really get it. You right. Know? I I was I wandered into the theater expecting something, and I got something else. And at that time, I really didn't appreciate it. Okay. And you like? Yeah. So. I hadn't seen it in years. I mean, years. And so when I, I first watched it with my girlfriends, and I did feel a little bit differently, like maybe as an almost 40-year-old woman, I'd sort of outgrown it. There were things that irked me just a little bit. But then when I watched it with you, I thought, honestly, of all the movies that maybe could offend me in any way, big or small, <laughs> this one is totally harmless <laughs> so i backed way off of those feelings i'm glad i watched it again with you this movie's harmless it's funny i have a good time every time i watch it i enjoy it nice and okay. bloody too yeah nice and bloody i give it an a good kill count there's 13 yeah in here i didn't count the last one which i i won't if you haven't seen the movie i won't give away the final minutes of the of the movie at first it was the the whole 15 last 10 15 minutes of the movie I thought was kind of ridiculous but then through <laughs> watching it again I found it pretty funny and and this is uh this is a, this was a parody. Yeah. It it is the last 15 minutes of the movie they are ridiculous. Yes. But funny. I mean they're poking fun at the slasher movie. Right. But also making a pretty good one too or, or yeah. keeping to its roots also. Yeah. But like I said, it, this is a parody movie, and I didn't see that when I went in there. And right. they really did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Eleven breasts in this movie. An uneven number. Yeah, because you only see one. One penis. Wait, one penis? Yeah, how did you miss it? You're looking at your phone again, weren't I'm you? Whose penis do we I don't know, just some unnamed guy who... Uh, I want to say when Brittany Daniel jumps into the pool... 
And she asks oh, those guys, hey, right. you going to be here for a while? And they're like, yeah. And she goes underwater and some naked dude runs by and says, hey, free something or other. That's right. And he, yeah, free he drinks went, at the pool or... or yes, free taco, bar, yeah. whatever, yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember now. Yeah. I usually don't forget yeah, I don't. I don't forget a dick. <laughs> Just because they're so rare in yeah. movies and TV shows. That's weird. Why are dicks so rare in movies? I feel like there's this idea that the woman's body is beautiful and because of, I don't know, some oppression and misogyny, it was really easy to pressure women into being nude and that's maybe what people want, like what men wanted mm-hmm. and now that's there's a little more representation. Like, Euphoria is a great example. I can't even tell you how many dicks are in that movie. I don't think anyone can. So many dicks. Mm-hmm. Um, because they kind of want to bring that, you know, make it sort of equal, even the playing field. Um, I also think that a dick can be sort of aggressive, mm-hmm. whereas boobs, never aggressive. Yeah, because boobs don't don't change shape at yeah. A, a moment's notice. <laughs> they, don't, they don't hurt people. When well, they smother when people. boobs ever hurt people? All right, fine, maybe. Uh, well, yeah, well, they hurt girls' backs and stuff. They have to get them reduced. Fine, and, they, yeah. they might hurt <laughs> the person whose boobs they are. But, so maybe that's what I think. Like, now we're trying, the playing field wasn't even, now it's starting to even out. And, yeah, a, a dick can be, like, aggressive. It's part of the reason I stopped watching Deadwood. When the guy comes around with his erect penis all drunk, running around the whorehouse, I was like, you know what? I'm all set. <laughs> wow, I remember that part. I gotta check out the series again. <laughs> I mean, they had just beaten uh, Veronica Mars to death. Oh. And then the erect penis. And then I was... I was. Wow, there. I don't remember seeing that, an erect penis. But yeah. man, I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen an erect penis in a film. I'm sure there are some. So he's holding it. So it's possible that it was a soft penis that oh, okay. he was holding up. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Dead, Deadwood dick. Yeah, those are like the worst dicks ever. <laughs> yeah. Unshaven and sweaty and full of gold dust. Yeah, they were. It was a dirty penis. I for one am happy that we're showing more dicks. Yeah, why not? I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's a hairy looking snuffleupagus. Big yeah. deal. Get over it, you prudes. Dick prudes. Right. And also, like, whereas men are turned on by breasts, I don't know if it's, like, just a standalone dick that does it for women. No, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine that either. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a good-looking dick. And they kind of look a lot alike. <laughs> you well, know, with breast sizes. <laughs> well, breast sizes, you know, there there's so many different breasts. No two breasts look alike. Now, you can look at a thousand dicks and be like, and you could put... 991 of the same dick and just one different dick in there, and you're gonna be like, wow. I don't know, man. I'm gonna disagree with you there. Yeah, well, I'm, dicks I'm, are also different. <laughs> and the more we see them in media, <laughs> the more we'll know how different they are. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> Anything else about Club Dread? Uh, not for me. No, I'm on a lot of dicks and breasts, so. Yeah. Final score for me is a, um, a B. Yeah. For you? Final score for me, like I said, is an A. Have anything that I really dislike about this movie? I've seen it a bunch of times. I'm always entertained. What's your favorite part or line? Which I already know what it is, but I'm sure you do want you? to say it. Yeah, I do. But I want you to so guess. You fucking laugh at it every single time, <laughs> and you reference it 
all the time, so please do it. I know what it no, is. No, I want you to guess first. It's the one about the weed, the about how, like, uh, he killed the... Oh, yeah. Explaining why he was killing everybody, and he kills this... He killed one guy in the opening scene, and he says, because he did... He told me he didn't have any weed, but he did have weed. And he's going into this story, and then he's like, oh, wait, no. I found out that Pete was selling the island to so-and-so. Right. That's right. It wasn't about the weed. Although that was incredibly uncool. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not my favorite. Oh, I thought that was your I favorite. my favorite line is where Lars and Jenny, Brittany Daniel and Kevin Heffernan, are hiding under the bed. They realize it's, first they chain him to the bed thinking it's the killer, and then they get up. And realize that it's not, but she doesn't know where the key to the handcuffs are that were under the bed. And so he goes, you've medicaled me to my deathbed, you piccadilly whore. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me snicker every time. And then he ends up throwing, like, he's a tennis instructor, so he ends up hitting tennis balls at the killer. Mm. For a tie. Both of those lines (laughs) wasn't about the weed. Uh, or it wasn't about the grass, although that was incredibly uncool. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Favorite part? Uh, I always like it when that little shit kid gets killed from Freaks and Geeks, Sam Levine. Oh. <laughs> I like to watch him get electrocuted. The line before it, you mean? Or No, I just like oh, to no, watch no him line. get electrocuted. Sorry, yeah, favorite part. Uh, favorite line of the movie is when the when they're on the beach and Coconut... Pete is out there singing one of his songs <laughs> in a circle full of uh, the people there enjoying their time on the island. He um, he finishes his song and one of the patrons says, play Margaritaville. And he's like, I think you mean Pina Colada Bird. <laughs> and then he just kind of goes off on Jimmy Buffett calling yeah. him a hack and everything. And as MC Ganey, his bodyguard, takes him away, he goes... He goes, you son of a son of a bitch. Son of a son of a bitch. And if you don't know Jimmy Buffett at all, you're not going to get that line because there's this Jimmy Buffett song where the the chorus is son of a sailor, but it goes, son of a son, son of a son, son of a son of a sailor. And me going through fucking childhood hearing this shit, it's ingrained in my fucking head. So yeah, I hear that and I crack the fuck up because I I got that one. It was it was hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's my favorite line from the movie. That's good. Uh, well, I think that about does it for us for this episode. A shorter one on this Halloween because mm-hmm. we want to get into our movies. We yes. are watching Dawn of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead tonight. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna do that right about now. I will edit this podcast tomorrow because I don't okay. feel like doing it tonight. I want to watch some Dawn of the Dead. Let's do it. All right, you guys. Have a happy, snowy Halloween, a.k.a. spooky Christmas. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. They call me the mayor. Because I spend all my days here. You would, too, if you knew what I know. Straight from the coconut's teeth When it's just right It makes your short ears grow Got a hole in my straw hat Two tires on my Jeep flat Maybe today I'll stay out of the sun But the ladies are flocking That means it's 
time to start cocking that brain freeze nectar that fills my fun gun. Sing this song. 